Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express isn't real, Yalile. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Hello, 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 everyone, and this is the Coco Express Show, Um, and filling in tonight is Valencia Lyle Saunders um, from You the Best Event Ever, and your host, Aurelia, is a little under the weather today, so we want to wish her uh, well and hope she gets better really soon. And I'm going to try and fill her shoes. I know they're big shoes to fill, but I am going to give it a shot. And I hope your summer's been going well. And you've been, you know, enjoying some of this great weather, hot weather, whatever, wherever you are in the country, I hope you're enjoying your summer. And, you know, the summer is really short, as we know, and really quick. But anyway, tonight we are going to be uh, talking to a Mr. Greg Hines, who is going to be the spokesman for a project called the Urban Wolf Symphony. And the tagline under that is, This Ain't Your Grandfather's Dad. So, hmm. uh, what this is, is a jazz collective. Um, and it's a fusion of, I guess, cutting-edge jazz, used with um, some DJ elements and a lot of other things, uh, which sounds really, really awesome. I've, I've, had, I've had the honor to hear a few cuts from this project, and it really is pretty funky. And you hear a lot of, well, I, I heard, like, elements from uh, work I've heard, like, in the, back in the day which is really always cool to, to uh, when artists bring so many of the elements that we love from our past into, our, into current music because it has that nostalgic feel, but it has um, an edge to it, you know, like a currency about it. So I want to really get into, you know, this project and, and I hope that we inspire you to get into this project and get into this music as well. So uh, let's see. I think my guest is here. Oh. Definitely am. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So this project sounds really interesting. But before I really get into this, I want to give our audience a little taste of who you are. So um, you're a native from New Jersey, is that right? Yes, I am. That's true. Born and raised. Jersey boy. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And um, you've had 25 years in the industry, which is pretty deep. 
in this industry. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and this industry we're talking about is music. Okay, well, uh, the thing is with with uh, with my music, uh, you want to know in general or this particular project? No, in general, because we're going to start. You know, I want my audience to get a little feel for you, and you really are like the is really like your baby in a lot of ways. You 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 you're the producer on it. Um, you've really procured a lot of the musicians that you're working with for this project as well. Yes, yes. Uh, what it is is um, um, specifically with this project, um, the situation is is like um, not only being the producer in this case, I'm also a musician on the on the album. As far as far as the uh, recorded album, I was the keyboardist, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I mixed the album and you know produced it and you know um, laid down a lot of the framework for what it was to become. Um, and I also recruited the other musicians. I mean, there's people I've worked with for like 20 years on the album. There's people who wow. I've worked with maybe five years. There's people I've worked with maybe three years. But it's basically people who've done session work for me in the past, people who I've done live shows with, just a lot of, um, like, like, you know, gentlemen who are mature and know what they want in life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... I tend to work with up-and-coming artists who maybe have never even recorded in a vocal booth before, and I give people a chance. I like, you know, cultivating young talent. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I was like, I'm gonna get my uh, my road dogs together, I hear and you. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of show the young people a little something, you know. So and, it um, sounds like there was great energy. Great energy. I mean, people. I mean, it's, it kind of happened in a situation, um, like, for instance, the sax player, Rich Ryder, he says to me um, during recording, he goes, you know, this, um, you know, working with you on your music is the culmination of everything I've ever done. He said it took everything I've ever learned in the music industry to, you know, through my recordings, through everything I've ever done to do this project and to work with you on your music. Now, Rich has an Emmy, so I'm thinking, okay, you you think that working with me is like the the plateau of your career that this is the you know ultimate for you and I'm like you know how can this be and then I'm working with um, some other musicians and they're saying the same kinds of things you know oh well, wow. you know the best recordings I've ever heard of myself are you know from your studio and this project is you know is great and you know even my son he's like 13 he's like dad this is what you should be doing I've only heard a few tracks from the album but I know this is what you should be doing. Wow, you know, that's my, a really my, high compliment. Oh, definitely, especially from, you know, my son. I mean, he, he has great taste in music anyway, but, I mean, it's, it's just a situation where even, like, my uncles, you know, I had them involved. They're great, you know, jazz lovers. They, you know, they have a great vocabulary of, of jazz artists and knowing, you know, knowing that um, genre, and they were listening, and they were just, Speechless, and they were excited, and they wanted copies immediately. And wow. you know, and I'm like, I'm like, I've never, you know, had anyone in my family even say that after, you know, 30 years of doing this and and 25 years of being in the industry hardcore, I've never had my family say, hey, can I get an advanced copy? Uh, oh, you know, wow. things like that. And you know, everyone. I mean, it's like you know, even you know, even anyone who's been exposed, to, even you know, my publicist. It's like. 
she's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of trying to get her signed up to be my publicist, and she hears it, and she's like, yes. You know, I'm on. I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm on and I'm in, and she's just been going 100 miles an hour since. And it's just, you know, even recruiting the musicians for, you know, for the live project, um, you know, you, you're giving it to them. And these are guys who played in other bands and done other projects, but they're, like, all in. You know, they're like, oh, wow. you know, this track is my favorite, and I like this one, and how did you do that, and did you record this all here, and you know, it's like everybody's just all in. And we have one young guy. He's uh, the bass player um, mm-hmm. in our band. His name's Diego, and he also plays drums, so we kind of switch off between drums and bass. Cause, uh, it's funny because live I play drums and bass. I don't even play the keyboards uh, wow. live. But, um, I'm, it's looking, like, I'm you know, looking at your resume, and it says you play keyboards, guitar, bass, and drums. Yes, that is true. Um, some with more proficiency than others, but... Um, I play all those instruments, and I can get it done. I mean, there's times when I amaze myself on on songs. You know, I have this one song called Troublemaker uh, from mm-hmm. my um, my album as a producer, Brother Noise, a Mad Musician. There's an album called Feel This, and um, I did a song called Troublemaker. And the guitars, I cannot believe I played all the guitars on that really? album. I'm like, in that song, I'm like, I, I can't believe I did it. But that happens sometimes. You know, I, I just get inspired. You know, music is very spiritual for me. It's very emotional. Uh-huh. And it, 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 whatever comes out is what comes out. That's why it's kind of like with jazz for me, it's like I have to be in a certain place to even do it. Mm-hmm. I have to just be myself at peace and balance, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, this album for me was about empowerment and kind of self-discovery. You know, you kind of go through certain things in life. You get to a certain point. And, you you know, it's kind of funny, this album, the reason it's called I Am The Wolf, uh, is that uh, you kind of sometimes get to a point in your life, you say, am I a rabbit or am I a wolf? Oh, and I said to myself, I'm a wolf. I am the wolf. I'm not the rabbit. I am the wolf. Okay. You know, so this wasn't about being meek or, or timid. This was about going full throttle and and just putting it out there the way it is for you. Definitely. Definitely for me, and that's that's what the whole album was about. You know, it's just you know, you kind of you kind of say, look, you know, either I'm gonna stand like a man, and I'm gonna stand like a, a strong person, not just a man, but a strong person, and I'm gonna do what I have to do to to go to the next point in my life, or I'm just gonna get run over, and you, you can't do that. You know, you just have to you just have to be strong and persevere. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the whole album is about empowerment, and it's it's. Musically, when you hear it, I mean, there's romance there, there's beauty, there's mystery, there's fun, but just the creation process for me, is, and that's what it was about. It was about empowering myself, you know. So, so many times I've, I've um, you know, been in the studio and I've kind of just worked by myself and I've maybe played all the instruments, but this right. is also about fellowship, it's about communion, it's about working with others, it's about brotherhood and, you know, just working with so many other people just to, to do something yeah. like a common vision. That's such an interesting um, dynamic, the, the, the difference between, you know, really working on something all by yourself and you are all the influences as opposed to um, bringing all these other personalities and talents and, and ideas and people's ideologies together to create something really unique. Right, right. Well, and, and, and the cases when you're working with, like, um, other people, um, it's, it's just 
different. It's like the energy that's brought to the project, it works so well for me because I love working with other people. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny. When I was in grade school, um, I remember the lowest grade I've ever received. I got like a red N in like in like <laughs> kindergarten for works well with others. And I told myself, from a yeah, I was like five years old. I had this one this one particular grade I got doesn't work well with others, Aww. and I was like, oh my god, I was crushed. And I told myself Aww. as an adult, I always I always remember that when I'm in the studio. Remember, you, you have to work, work well with others. I know, five years old. It's gone before life. I'm like, ah, that's not going to be me. So I always try to be, like, very diplomatic. I mean, people come in sometimes and go, what do you want? And I go, no, you're bringing yourself to the project. What do you have? What are you going to do? What are you going to bring to this? And I let people do do their thing. I'm like, do do your thing. You know, speak. This is your chance. This is your voice. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah, um, that's what we do. You bring... bring you allow them to really speak whatever truth it is that right. they're going to tell. There you go. And because I, I that's the... what you've done with the wolf. I am the wolf. Right, right. You know, I just lay down the groundwork for them to go. You know, like I just basically paint a canvas with some background and, mm-hmm. and just let them fly, you know. Wow. And, it, you know, it's like, you know, it's like now it's like, um, it's kind of funny. I just think of us all as like we're the wolf pack, you know. It's like we're in uh-huh. the wolf den. We're like in the, we're practicing. We're in the studio, and you know, it was like so much fun. We actually recorded the second album like already. It was just kept oh, wow. going, just kept going, and you know, it wasn't even in a short period of time. It was over, you know, a long period of time. But we ended up recording the second album, and I actually recorded another jazz album under my name because I also record as a jazz artist under Greg L. Hines. Mm-hmm. Or GL Hines sometimes, and um, I end up doing like three jazz albums like in a row because we wow. just had so much energy it just overflowed into other things. That's amazing. That's yeah, really yeah. amazing. I've, I've had to force myself not to record during this whole time period because I have to promote and market mm-hmm. and perform, and it's like I have to tell myself no recording. <laughs> right, right. So that's an that's. What is that process like for you to switch from you know, projects done and now you're out here trying to promote it and market it and get it out to the public and, and you know and really get people to hear. What's that been like for you? Well, it's been very exciting because of the reaction that people are having to the album. So I mm-hmm. found it very exciting. I mean I, I love being interviewed because I don't know if you can tell but I love to talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I like That's to good. do. I'm, like. I'm really verbose, so I got like a dollar vocabulary word uh, <laughs> for, for uh, how I like to talk. But um, for me, it's just like it's so nice to be able to talk to people and for them to respond to the album and to get it, to understand it. Everybody has a different viewpoint of, of how they're viewing the album. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love it. And it's just nice to be out of the studio and to be into the real world just to interact with, you know, so many different people. Because a lot of times, right. I'm telling you, I'll be in the studio for 12 hours straight, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just, like, living down there. I'm tweeting, and I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm what? taking pictures of what I'm eating in the studio. And it's like so some people, people are kind of like, around. they know I'm still around, you know, you know I'm still alive, you know. 
And, I mean, there's been times in my career where I've had my artists bring me food in the studio because they know I'm not going to eat. Right. You know, well, when I'm, when I'm in there, I'm in nice. there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how I survive on my manners. <laughs> but um, really it, it awesome. is, yeah, it is a contrast. You know, it's definitely a contrast to go from, you know, being in a studio and being isolated like that um, in mm-hmm. some cases and then coming out of that to just, traveling to different cities, you know, just go, I'm, you know, I'm in the Bronx, I'm in Manhattan, I'm mm-hmm. over here, I'm different parts of Jersey, even talking to, you know, nice people like yourself. Thank and you. And it's wonderful. It is wonderful. It's just a different, you know, point, you know, different perspective, you know, from, so, from, you know. From, so now we take it from, we've gone from the studio, we've gone from the creative process, um, the development of this project. We're out in the world now. We're talking about it. We're, we're, you know, getting people interested. We're wetting people's palates with, with um, what the full blown thing is. Now performance. Where are we at with that? Well, with the performance, I mean, it's kind of like if you have like explosives and you're just kind of like stockpiling them and you're just waiting to light that fuse. Because we've been practicing and we've been, you know, we've been jamming and practicing. Because, like, I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. but, like, half of our show is um, is improvised. You do um, improv for half the show. Wow. So, you know, we're just basically, like, you know, feeling each other out live, uh-huh. just kind of getting that whole, that vibe going, like, just kind of knowing each other. And for me... I haven't been in a band since high school, so Ooh, you I'm can't like wait. Playing, I can't wait because I'm, I'm playing bass in some cases, and then the guitar player does something, and I'm doing something on bass, and then the drummer's going over there, and sometimes I'm on drums, and you know, like somebody's speeding up over here, and then somebody's catching up with them over there, and then somebody goes left, and it's like I just feel like I'm flying. I'm like, you know, this is like That's- magic or something. It's like amazing. So I just can't wait to share that with the public, you know. So and every audience is really going to get something different. Definitely. Play. So every performance definitely. is not going to be like, I heard this, I heard that. It's going to be no. like, like you said, an explosion. <laughs> right, and that's what it is. And, and you know the funny thing? Even when I've done songs, um, like, you know, maybe songs from an album when I was a vocalist, or one of that other vocalists, we've always brought something new. Like every show we try to like, okay, we're going to do a different song this week, or okay, this show is going to have something different. We always try to do that, like with my label. Like we, we right. pretty much, when, we, when we're, we love the studio, but when we get on the stage, it's like, okay, because we're all about live performance as well. Let's do a cover this week. Because that's really about or, in the end is that live performance because, definitely. you know, people are going to buy your music, but they want to hear you and they want what they heard, you know, from the studio, which is really a, a more controlled environment, but that live performance is controlled but more. Yes, yes. Even more amped up. So Definitely. So to have like, like a session where you improv every every show is pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That that's very flattering and you know, you just made my day, I'm like you know, smiling from ear to ear. I don't know if you can tell, but... I can see. Yeah, look at that. He's smiling. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I can't wait till, um 
me do even bigger shows because I'm like, okay, well, I can only bring my drum kit out with me for, you know, these shows, but I can't wait till I'm like, okay, I got somebody to, to, to carry my bass, and I'm going to bring my special bass, and I'm going to bring my uh, my drum set, and I'm going to bring my keyboard. And I'm like, you know, like for now, i got to keep it a little small, but, you know, when when the time comes, I, I know I know I'm <laughs> I know I'm gonna be on stage like with a with pretty much a whole setup for oh, just yeah. for me. Oh yeah, you'll be like a kid in a candy store. I can hear I really can hear the excitement in your voice to do that. Thank you, thank you. Just to get out you know, there and I mean, there's some stuff like I'm not bringing out like no matter what. Like I have a Mutron pedal, which is a pedal that Bootsy Collins from Parliament Funkadelic um used, really? and um, also Prince what? is a really? bass player. Yeah, I have one, and I got it from the guy, the engineer who um, actually was one of the engineers who helped design it. He actually owns the company. It's a New Jersey-based company, wow. and he actually personally got this to me. Oh, my God. And I had to make a serious phone call to get that, mm-hmm. and it's, like, sold uh-huh. out everywhere, and it's, like, one of my prized possessions. And that pedal sounds so good. It feels like you don't even have to play. You're just kind of like wow. not taking it because this thing sounds so good. You hear one note and it's like, ooh, it's like, oh, this is great, you know. But um, but yeah, I I want to take it out so bad too, but I'm like, you know, I I just I can't. Need a stone case and a bodyguard and a, <laughs> and a yeah, that's and true. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, but I, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to the live shows. I'm I'm really looking forward to that and. Yeah, you know, I think the whole ride, everything that you do that's related to the project from mm-hmm. the inception, I mean from the from the conception to the um to the uh creation, everything and to you know, when you're delivering it to the public, to you're performing it, is just the whole process is something I you know, obviously after all these years I love. But I, I will mm-hmm. say I will say this. Um I I kinda got to a point in my career where it was kinda like I kind of lost a little bit of my fire, and I mm-hmm. met this young entrepreneur, and this young entrepreneur actually revitalized so much of my fire because just watching this person push and not know what they were doing but wanting to do it so bad that they were just doing amazing things just based on force wow. of will. And wow. that kind of reignited it for me. Wow. So, you know, so um, and this, this is like a, like you said, a young entrepreneur um, and I think that's something really interesting about the entertainment industry is that uh, as opposed to other industries where age and how much you know and how much you don't know um, can always come together and, like you said, inspire you in right. a way that you hadn't been inspired before. So, you know, sometimes we think like the old dogs have all the, the wisdom and the know-how, but sometimes the new dogs have a lot, you know, of energy and exuberance and and new ideas that can really ignite anybody's fire. So it sounds that's like true. that's kind of what happened to you. Definitely it is. You know, it is because, you know, it's like um, I, I learned so much from everyone. I mean, I, I've had people come in the studio who – never played a song in their life, and I'm like, hey, let's see what you can do. They're like, oh, I've never done this. No, no, let's just, let's, let's just see. And I've had people write a little something, and I'm like, watch this. And I'll just produce it, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's, uh, to me, that's a talent. You know, people are like, well, you, you can't make something out of nothing, and that's the opposite of what I believe. 
I believe right. no matter what someone gives you, if you if you have a talent to do it, you can make someone could give you a piece of paper and a pencil, which is you know, it's, it's something, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a blank piece of paper. And you can create a masterwork. So if someone gives you a note or a couple of notes, or what, you can do miracles with it. So you're, you're, you're like the lemon, the lemonade philosophy. I got lemon. Yes. I'm making lemonade. <laughs> yeah, but some lemon pie and some lemon meringue and some lemon tarts. <laughs> I got lemons. I'm making something. That's great. Making something. It means that you're always open to the possibility. Definitely, you know, I um, I mean, I know a lot of people feel like you know, oh, a good performance is where it starts, and I do believe that. But I also mm-hmm. believe in, you know, I've had artists come to me, and they're not really, you know, it's funny. Um, I've had artists come to me, or even musicians, and oh, I don't think I gave you a good performance. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna make it work. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had people sing half the, I've, I've had people sing half the the line right once and then half of it right the second time and uh-huh. through editing editing I've made I've made it work and they came back oh I gotta finish that song. Look it's finished. They listen, how do you do that? They they call me the uh, some some uh, some gold worker from Peru and um Uruguay they call me the, the mobile or something there's some Spanish word for magician. But they call uh-huh. me the magician as far as editing and I've been called uh, the I'm problem hearing you is Oh I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? A little better, yeah. Okay, let me uh, let me see. Uh, how about now? That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, um, I've had um, I had some artists from Uruguay and Peru that I worked with, mm-hmm. and uh, they were the Alpha Femmes, uh, this group I produced, and they would call me the the magician, but they would say it in Spanish, and I can't remember oh. exactly the word. And um, I've been called the cleaner. I've been called the surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called like everything in a book. Cause I, I mean, I, I remember once somebody didn't say like it was like a like a the, but it was like the th from the the they didn't sing in the booth, and I kind of added on the the or something. Was, mm-hmm. I've done some crazy stuff, and I know a lot of people aren't really into technology. Some people are like, oh whatever, and but I've done that. But you know, with this album, it was different. It was. It was more so like, okay, play that sax, play that guitar, play that bass. We're just going to do right. our thing. A lot, a lot of guys don't want to do that. They just want to play all the way through. They don't care what kind of technology you have. They just want to play as if it was a tape recorder, as if it was a, you know, a two-inch tape deck from 1970. You uh-huh. know? And sometimes you, know, you blend that with modern technology and you get like a masterwork. That's why for me, uh, yeah. everything I've learned in the past 30 years, I mean, I started on, on analog equipment. I didn't mm-hmm. start with Pro Tools or anything like that. They didn't even have that when I started. So, it was just um, I, being developed back then. It was, you know, right. Pro Tools was this big, gigantic machine. I used to see them back right. in the day. Yeah. And and so I I took, like, everything I learned to do this album, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's not drum machines on this album. There's live drum kits. And there's a, two or three different drum kits. There's eight different bass guitars. We didn't wow. settle with one bass and say, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do." We're like, okay, for this sound, you know, for this, you know, for this song, we need a Rickenbacker bass. This one we need a Steinberger. This one we need a fretless. This one we need a Fender Jazz. You know, and we just really went all out with with the real world instruments and the organic sounds. And then on the same token, I broke out some of my synths and I'm like, okay, I want some atmospherics here and I want this there and you know, so we just went all out. You know, we just went all out. 
Um, you know what? I want, we've been talking about your music, and I'm so sorry that we haven't heard any of it. Can we maybe get a minute? Sure. Yeah, let's see if, let's see if our producer can give us a minute. Producer? Ah, there we go. Perfect song. And this one is, I am a wolf. feel like I'm in the 1920s. Yeah. It has that smoky kind of film noir kind of vibe. Right. A little dangerous, a little edgy. What's going to happen? Yeah, Yeah, what's going to happen, yeah. I see that as, you know, I see a soundtrack, you know, somewhere in there. Thank you. Yeah, I I see that too. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. (laughs) Well, this is really exciting. I guess I guess the production crew likes it too. <laughs> <laughs> so this coming um, this week, you're having an event, and you're going to be launching the project. Uh, yes, it's a listening party and a performance, and mm-hmm. it's going to be basically the whole Urban Wolf Symphony um, that night. You're going to have our DJ, who's a soul buck, who. Um, is a touring DJ for Diggable Planets. Uh, he's oh, performing nice. with us, and he's also uh, going to be, uh, you know, playing some music kind of after the performance. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have Rich Ryder, who's our sax player, mm-hmm. also plays woodwinds. I'm hoping uh, he'll bring some of his woodwinds out that night and not just his sax, but um, that's another story. And okay. then you're going to have Diego on bass and drums, and you're going to have uh, Gene on guitar, and you're going to have me on bass and drums. So it's going to be the whole symphony that night. And, uh, you know, um, a lot of the players from the album, like Jake Skylar and James Regazi and Tom Lucas, um, it's funny because uh, they're now kind of talking to me like, hey, you know, maybe I can get in on some of the performances and, you know, maybe oh. we'll make ourselves available. So I'm like, okay, this thing is absolutely blossom. Oh, it's getting big now. It's getting big. Getting big. <laughs> and we even, uh, we even got another drummer who wants to be involved with the project. And he kind of reminds me of uh, Clyde Stubberfield from a funky drummer fame. He has that wow. kind of a feel, but with a more of a jazz edge 
and uh, we actually did uh, some recording with him as far as uh, some video recording just for some television uh, interviews, and he's amazing. And it's just kind of this thing where it's really growing on a lot of levels. So it's really become well, a symphony. Yeah, well, you know, symphonies are small. <laughs> <laughs> as I recall, they're big, you know, bunches of people. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Trying to play something. So this is, you know, I'm really happy for you. You know, you, you know, your passion for this project comes through. Thank um, you. The love you've really put into it is shining through, and the interest that people have when they hear, you know, the project is coming through. And I'm wishing you all the success. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. This feels like it's there. Thank you. You know, this is, you know, a classic genre taken to a new level using, you know, all that you have in your arsenal in terms of techniques and experience and, you know, your network of musicians and friends. So, you know, it sounds like the culmination of of your career at this, you know, at this point. There's probably so much more to come. Well, definitely a lot more to come. I mean, I literally have 24 unreleased albums, some of which have album covers that are scheduled to go. I had to hire an A&R person to help me sort it all out because it was becoming overwhelming because mm-hmm. I had so many albums in the can, you know, waiting to, you know, to see the light of day. But this is the album that everybody, I mean, everybody decided this is the one. This is the one. This is the one that so, needs to be unleashed, so to speak. So the people have spoken. You are the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it ain't your granddaddy's jazz. <laughs> ain't your grand, or is it? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> right, or is it? Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. You know, some 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 of us have very interesting grandfathers. So you know, See? you never know. Yeah. You know, those baby boomers, they change it. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, you know. They're not the same. Not well, the same Greg, um, let's see. Where else do we want to go with this? I mean, you are such an easy interview. Wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, you know. Yeah. And when someone is really is loving what they do, it's just so easy to just, you know, let it fly. Thank you. Um, for me, it's like when I think of I Am The Wolf, that's like one spectrum of the project because it's like such a classic song. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it just sounds like something you've heard before. Like, wait yeah. a minute. You know, it's so familiar yet, you know, it is an original song. And right, then the on elements. the other, yes, the elements that are so classic. And on the other spectrum, I don't know if you guys have it, uh, there's a song called um, Man vs. Machine. And if you hear it, you'll know that it's very forward thinking. Mm. And it's like that is a very unique song that only Urban Wolf Symphony could have done. You know, when you hear it immediately, you'll just say, wait a minute, like, whoa. You know, it's just that kind of song. And it's, it's definitely, you know, it's like so much of everyone who played on the song, all of our personality just comes through 
as a unit. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, those are, like, two of my favorite. And um, it's funny because a lot of, you know, a lot of other people who've heard it, um, the other song, I guess, maybe the, the, you know, the trinity of, my, of that album is uh, The Lonely Sahara, which is uh, another song on, on there that is, uh, when you hear it, it just it fits its title so much. And my son, my son actually named that song. And when he first said the name, I was like, The Lonely Sahara. I'm like, I don't know about that title. And then uh-huh. I listened to it again, and I said, whoa, that's the only title for this song. Like, I see what you mean, <laughs> you know. And it's, it's funny because he named it before the sax player played on it. And when the sax player was playing on it, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, he's like, okay, just, you know, let me know. You know, kind of guide me. He wanted me to kind of direct him like we're in a film. And I'm like, okay, now this is the part where you're in the desert and, and the heat's getting to you and you're sitting. Oh, my and it's God. Just, it's like just overtaking you. And this is one part of the song where he just kind of goes crazy on the sax. And it's like the music changes. And it's like it, I just, just remember the uh, process behind the song and, just the um, you know the vision my son even had to name it that, and when you listen to the song and you hear the title, you even as the listener you'll just immediately say this is the only name this song could have even had. Wow, Cause it, that's it just, amazing. Everything's so visual, like to me, all the songs are so visual. They just put such you know imagery in your head. Mhm. And that's what you know. That's, that's what I always try to do. It sounds like these songs, um, you know kind of came here to you, you know, yes. some things you feel like you have to put together, but it seems like from what you're telling me, these songs made themselves present. Yeah, it's like, I feel like a conduit more than a musician a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I read this book in literature where there was this woman, she made quilts, but she felt like she didn't make them like God made them, mm-hmm. and they kind of discussed it with us in English class about you know, maybe it was like her self-esteem. They weren't really sure what made her not feel that she made them. And it wasn't until I became an, a musician and an adult that I understood the book. Because it's like sometimes you do feel like a conduit, like you had nothing to do with the right. song. The song was already there, and all you did was kind of like open yourself up to let it come through you. And that's, I, how that's an amazing metaphor for life. Right, it is. You know, it is. Because, I mean, some things you, you kind of... See, for me, it's like I feel, and not to get too philosophical, but sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't have control. I, I'm just kind of playing my part, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of to, to kind of facilitate these messages and these songs and these things to come through, you know. And, you know, some things just work, you try to make them happen, and you try to create, right. and some things just happen so naturally. And, like, and when I come back and you say, if I had to do that again, I don't know if I could because <laughs> how did I do that? You know, you feel You're like, like what it's beyond you. What, what, so what just happened? happened, you know? What just happened? That's I mean, funny. so many times I, I listen to I mean, you know, the first one is album. I mean, I listen to it, and it's like my mother said to me, she goes, when well, she listens to the album, she goes, did he really do this? Like, right. did he have really done this? You know, and if you saw my studio, it's a very humble studio. It's decorated beautifully, but, it's, you know, it's in my home. But you hear it. I mean, like, sometimes his mom actually came there once, and she said, you get that sound out of this studio? Right. She couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. But, I mean, awesome. it's just crammed with equipment, and, and you, know, you know, everything's, you know, scientifically done by me. And, you know, worked in music right. stores for years, and I definitely know how to get a good sound. But it's not like, 
you know, I was in like a you know, on a million dollar SSL board, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just all heart and soul that went into it. It's it, to me that's what it needs to be brought back to. I mean, you can. I was I was de- debating with my basis. I was telling him I said you could be technically savvy and you could, you know, you could get all into your software and you could get mm-hmm. all into the details of what you're doing. I said, but if you don't have that heart in your performance, if you don't have that heart in what you're putting in there, then it doesn't matter because people can feel that, you know. Right. And sometimes dirty and gritty is perfect, you know. Right, right. Instead you're of right. slick and polished and pretty, dirty and just, that's ugly, but it's great. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I mean, there's a couple of songs that uh, we aren't promoting as much. There's like a song called Joker's Hound on the album, and it's very much one of those songs where, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's no sax on that particular song. It's just like, I think it's like lead guitar, uh-huh. and it's like, it's just like, it just sounds like a jam. Like, it's mm-hmm. just drums and guitar, and, you know, then there's another, um, Pots and Pans, where there's a mm-hmm. ball. No, no, it's a, it's a clarinet. I think it's another one with a clarinet. Uh-huh. But it's such a trippy, cool song. But it sounds like it just sounds like a band is just doing their thing. Yeah. And, um, my uncle asked me, he says, were you all in the same room at the same time? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Uncle, you know, Uncle Joe, that's not how they record, right, you know, mostly these days. I said, I said he said, but it sounds like it. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, I said, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to the other musicians when you're performing your part, then you might as well be in the same room, you know? Right. So, right. It, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and, and, and live, I mean, some of the stuff we did live, like I recorded some stuff to get some live recordings um, just from the video, you know, videos of us practicing and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, it sounds to me, it's just still Urban Wolf. I mean, we just kind of sound like what we sound like, you know, it doesn't matter how we're doing it, whether it's overdubbed or live. Right. It's just so, that, you know, it's just that vibe. So when we, if for now and the future, an Urban Wolf, project is something that we're going to never expect what always expect the unexpected. Definitely. Definitely. It's you never know what to expect. Yeah. And, and, and to, to, to push that home for you, um, not on this album, but we were just practicing the other day. I don't know what happened, but um, my guitar player is actually a reggae artist, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, as his that's his, like, you know, solo stuff. And he kind of started playing some reggae on the guitar. And I started playing mm-hmm. some reggae drums, which I didn't even know I could play reggae drums, but I started playing <laughs> some reggae drums, and the okay. bass player started playing some reggae. And then all of a sudden the guitar player started playing some jazz over the reggae that he kind of oh, got up into. And actually, you know, we, we heard something that we really never heard before, and it's stuff that he kind of does, and, and then we just kind of, put the Urban Wolf spin on it, and we were like, this is amazing. We got, we got to, you know, try that again sometime. Uh-huh. But, you know, we never know what's going to come out, and we're just very excited, you know, that everyone loves what we're doing, and we're just excited that, you know, even as like a, you know, as a brotherhood that that we're getting to play with each other, you know, musically in the sense that, you know, we admire each other, we respect each other, and, you know, mm-hmm. we share, you know, we all like, you know, sometimes we come to the studio and everyone's like, oh, well, let's, you know, listen to this thing I did the other day. or listen. And it's like all different types of music and it's people's 
solo project, but we just got so much respect for each other that, you know, it's just just one big wolf gang. <laughs> <laughs> wolf gang pack. Well, <laughs> I think we, I think um, the the product producer people are going. We're going to hear, and we're going to go out on disco. Is it disco fries? Is that a track? Which one? Disco fries. Oh, Disco Fries, yeah. <laughs> I love Disco Fries. That's a great, great <laughs> song. I, did, I didn't even know my son knew what Disco Fries was, and he named the song Disco Fries, and I'm like, I love Disco Fries. Yeah. <laughs> like, after after the club, uh, oh my you know, God. coming from the club uh, in Jersey, going to a Jersey Asian. diner Jersey and having some dogs. Disco Fries. Fries, Disco, yeah. Let's see, can we get it up a little bit, Disco Fries? Disco Sometimes all those things come together to produce something that is all about your experience. Right, All the things right. you know and all the people you know. So, good luck. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And it was wonderful to talking you. to you. You too. We'd love to have you come back and, and serve up some more disco fries or <laughs> whatever else you got to <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it, folks. That was Greg L. Hines, and we were talking about the Wolf Symphony, the Urban Wolf Symphony, and their new project. And if, if you hear it, if you can find it, get out there and get it, because you know, the two little cuts that we heard tonight, I think it's pretty awesome. So I can't wait to get my hands on the rest. All right, well, have so a good it's night. Have a good night. Okay. Available everywhere digitally iTunes, Amazon, everywhere, internationally. Excellent. Excellent. So you heard that, folks. Get on your iTunes. Get on your Amazon. Buy it. Now. Good night. <laughs> okay, and Aurelia will be back with you very soon. She'll be up and about. Anyway, good night, and this has been the Coco Express. Adios.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.